and welcome back for another episode of Rethink Reshoring. I'm Kaylee Nix here with Rosemary Coates and glad to have you back, Rosemary, for our next episode. Hi, Kaylee. How you doing? Doing pretty good. It's good to see you as always. And we're moving into that holiday season. We just, of course, wrapped up Black Friday, our first major shopping holiday of the year. And we are officially headed into that time where everybody's making lots of purchases and lots of purchases online as well. And today we're going back to a topic that we touched on over the summer and talking about global counterfeits and those items that maybe are not quite as real as you think, because it turns out it's a big problem all the time, but it's especially a big problem with holiday goods, right? Yeah, especially at the holidays. And, you know, even though we've talked about counterfeits off and on in the past on on the show, um, it's important to remind ourselves about what's going on during the holidays in particular. So uh, counterfeits, global counterfeits are just an enormous problem and a growing problem worldwide. Um, You know, the statistics say that about one in every 20 products you buy online are counterfeit. So just think about that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I order a lot of stuff on uh, Amazon. And um, to think that one out of every 20 of those products are are some kind of counterfeit is kind of amazing. So, yeah, it's a huge global problem, not only for uh, industry uh, like aerospace and defense, electronics industries, automotive, you know, a lot of automotive parts are counterfeit parts, um, but also in, in consumer products. So, of course, we know that during the holidays, most of those purchases being made are in consumer products, and a lot of them, especially nowadays, are electronics. You always have people who are looking to save a buck or two during the holiday season, right? And so people will turn to maybe Amazon or to third-party sellers, or even now, you've got some savvy and sophisticated fraudsters who are on like TikTok or on Instagram selling through those types of shopping platforms as well. And there's really not a way to kind of verify that what you're buying is actually legit until you get it and then maybe you're out some money because it doesn't work or because it's not exactly what you thought you were getting. But who specifically are those folks that are counterfeiting right now and where are they mostly located? Yeah, so, you know, it'd be nice if if, uh, it was only that things didn't work when we got them. Um, but there's sometimes when products can be actually dangerous. Uh, so products like, let's take, for example, anything with a lithium battery in it. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, you may remember the hoverboard uh, issue that we had. So hoverboards were so popular at Christmas time. Everybody was buying them. And a lot of them were made in factories that were substandard. And the lithium batteries caught fire. A lot of houses burned down. I mean, it was it was a mess. And then that's because um, there were counterfeits that were introduced into the system. And most of those were coming from China. And by far, most of the um, counterfeits that are out there in the world come from China. Um, although that's because most of the manufacturing was there. So as manufacturers move out of China, maybe back to the U.S., of course, that's what we always hope for at the Reshoring Institute, or to other countries such as Mexico or Vietnam, 
um, the counterfeiters are moving right along with them. So you can't you can't specifically say it's confined to one particular country, although still China has by far the most uh, counterfeits coming in. So those those kind of goods um, and uh, uh, the other big category is uh, is cosmetics and pharmaceuticals. So categories like lithium batteries, pharmaceuticals, um, uh, and and cosmetics can be dangerous. Um, you know, there's a there's a uh, a big push to buy Viagra, for example, over on the internet. Uh, but you don't really know where those uh, pills are coming from. And there have been, it, you know, it could be that they don't work, but it could also be that it damages your body. And the same with uh, cosmetics. So cosmetics are a very highly regulated industry. So anything you put on your body or in your body is regulated in the U.S., but cosmetics coming from uh, factories that are unknown somewhere um, that might contain, you know, certain kinds of um, damaging chemicals to your skin can be a real problem. There are all kinds of horror stories about people um, that uh, have used products that had burns, uh, resulted in burns or in uh, loss of organs. You know, if you take a pill that that isn't uh, isn't properly controlled. Um, so you got to be really careful about all these things. And it's, it is uh, up to us to be vigilant, really. I mean, there are lots of government agencies that are helping, but it's up to us as consumers to be very vigilant on what we're buying. So I just watched a video the other day, it came across one of my feeds and it was someone who purchased a brand new iPhone, an iPhone 15 from who they thought was a reputable online seller. They get it out of the box. It's got all of the right parts to it, the right cables. It looks exactly like an iPhone 15. The home screen is the same. They open it up and then they go to send a text message or go to open up their settings and it's an Android operating system. And someone on their third-party website had counterfeited the design of the iPhone and then installed an Android operating system instead, charged them the price of an iPhone, and boom, there's your counterfeit activity. That one is obviously a pretty open tell that the product that they got was not legit. But for a lot of these things that come that maybe look real and operate as the real thing, how can you tell if it's counterfeit? Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's next to impossible to tell. Uh, if you're working with industrial products, there's a lot of inspection that goes on. And, um, you know, there's hopefully a way of catching uh, what counterfeits are coming in when they when they arrive on the shipping dock. But if it, it's yours and it's just an Amazon product or whatever, it's really, really hard to tell. And so you have to be vigilant about what you're buying and who you're buying from. So, for example, the General Accounting Office, the GAO, a couple of years ago, purchased, went online just to test and went online and purchased brand name goods. They bought shoes, um, uh, cough, travel mugs, cosmetics, phone chargers from sellers on eBay and Amazon. And 40% of what they purchased were counterfeits. So think about this. If you're buying a, a charger for your laptop, and I've done this too, uh, buy a char recharger for your laptop or one. I, I like to buy a lightweight chargers for my laptop when I'm traveling. 
uh, and you plug it into your laptop and it makes your laptop blow up, you know, that's not a bargain, right? That's not a good deal. And so how do you tell, you know, another thing that's a, a big issue is a lot of ceramics coming from anywhere in the world contain lead paint. And so if there's a pattern or, you know, saying or something on the outside and it's used uh, and they use the manufacturer used lead paint that can leak into whatever it is that you're drinking out of that mug, especially if you put it in the microwave. Uh, and so, you know, you're you're drinking lead and which is poisonous. Um, so, you know, these are the kind of things you have to be aware of. So how do you tell? So the question is, how do you tell? Well, <laughs> um, the best thing to do is before you buy something online is to check out the legitimacy of the company. So whoever is selling it, you know, search online on their on their address, um, their URL, and see what you can find out about the company. Is it legitimate? Can you not find it? There's a lot of these that you, you know, they don't have websites. They're just selling things. Um, so, you know, stay away from that. You know, essentially, if a bargain is too good be, to be true, it probably is. Um, and so you have to be careful, especially things that you're going to put on your body or in your body. Um, you have to be, you know, super careful of that. Uh, the whole idea about electronics, too, that's, this is a big issue for the electronics industry, not only for consumer products where you're buying things, maybe for Christmas, you're buying a uh, a smart outlet or, you know, things to give away for your, for your friends. Um, but it's also a huge industry uh, that are a huge problem in the industry in the electronics industry in general, where component parts are purchased and then they don't work or they fail uh, really soon after they're installed. These are big issues for, for electronics companies, whether it's consumer products or other products. And then think about aerospace. So we talked about this, I think, once on a previous uh, episode, you know, aerospace and defense. I mean, if you have faulty products that are being installed in that airplane that you're getting on to fly to grandma's house for Christmas um, and, uh, you know, it fails and it's a problem on the aircraft, you could be in, in, in bad in a bad position. So uh, the aerospace and defense industry carefully con controls it also. So a little bit back to how you check again. So um, certainly, you know, look for um, the URL. Is it legitimate company? Why are they selling at a bargain price, especially on these goods that are going to be ingested? So you actually take them as a pharmaceutical or something, or you put them on your body as a cosmetic um things that can harm you in some way. Lithium, lithium batteries are a big standout. So check on the URL. Um, you can sometimes search and see if uh, the company is selling counterfeits or if there's other people that have posted about it. Sometimes you can check on the CBP website, the uh, Customs and Border Patrol website. That's also the place where you would report if you found um, some a counterfeit good um, you can report it there. Uh, I would I would like to say though that um, the uh, with respect to consumer products, the the biggest categories, well, the biggest counterfeit uh, products out there by far by a large margin 
our Nikes. <laughs> so there are all kinds of illegitimate producers out there in the world that are uh, tagging their athletic shoes as Nikes and they are not. Now, if you put on a pair of Nikes and it you know, wears out or whatever, it might not be a problem. But if you put on a pair of Nikes and then you have, uh, you know, you twist your ankle or something because it doesn't, the shoe doesn't operate as you expect, that's that's something different. Um, so, you know, I have some other examples too. Uh, let's take uh, the high-powered flashlights, you know, those big uh, industrial grade fat flashlights that they advertise at Christmas time where you can see everything. And that's a, that's a category that's often counterfeited as well. So you may take, get the flashlight and it works okay for, you know, two or three weeks and then it dies. Um, and that, that's probably because it was, uh, built in a substandard way. Um, so how do you tell, you know, back, back to, back to the, the big question is you have to just be super vigilant. So Rosemary, obviously a lot of this comes down to that kind of consumer initiative and that consumer itself, you know, protecting themselves, but they obviously slip through the cracks. And if you're a consumer and you get a faulty product, what do you do? Oftentimes, if you go back to, you know, the company, let's say that I got a Roomba off of eBay, it's not a legit Roomba, comes back, it blows up in my face, right? I can't go back to Roomba and tell them, hey, this was not a legitimate product um, because I didn't buy it from them. But as a consumer, I might be looking to either recoup my money or recoup something, you know, if it blew up on me, recoup any liability, things like that. But who is responsible? Because it does it go back on the seller? Does it go back on the fulfillment platform? Or does it go back on the consumer themselves? R really good question. So in the, in the legal world, Anybody who touches a counterfeit, whether they know it or not, can be held liable uh, under the Lantham Act, which is um, a bit of legislation, um, legislation, some legal ramifications uh, regarding what's called strict liability. And that means that anyone who's involved, so let's say, for example, uh, you're a general warehouse um, doing order fulfillment at Christmas time, and uh, you, you get in a shipment for a customer of, you know, 10,000 of those flashlights, uh, and you start filling orders over eBay for, for them. Um, and they're counterfeit, you can be held liable as the warehouseman, even though you had no idea these were counterfeit. Uh, or a trucker that's doing the deliveries, um, FedEx or UPS or any trucker that might be doing deliveries can be held liable, even if they had no idea that the item was counterfeit. Uh, now, not so many are uh not so many cases are pursued against those kind of carriers, but they can be. And the law says that you're responsible for that all along the way. So that makes it pretty scary for the transportation industry, uh, thinking that if you're, you know, carrying goods that are counterfeit, that you're going to be liable. It, the same is true for like Amazon and eBay. Um, while they're not, they're not, they don't own the goods. They're responsible for distributing the goods, um, and they have in their contracts with distributors have whole sections that say we're not, we are not liable, and you have to sign this contract uh, admitting that we are not liable for for any counterfeits. So there's some action being taken by companies to try to protect themselves through contracts and that sort of thing. Um, 
if you get let's let's go back to the Roomba example. If you get a Roomba that's illegitimate or it came from a, a you know a alternate source or gray market good or something like that, Roomba's not responsible for that. I mean, these are not their goods, and even though it may be branded Roomba, if they didn't manufacture it, it they are not responsible. I did. Um, uh, I did ha- have a, uh, a couple of um, cases, one sunglasses, for example, um, that was um, uh, that where sunglasses were being imported from Hong Kong and um, they were coming to the U.S. under the the um, the uh, the fast track import process for anything under eight hundred dollars comes in very fast and is kind of just passed through administratively and never um, never identified or evaluated. <clears throat> and so um, I came in, the sunglasses came in, they were Maui Jim, uh, which is a big brand. Uh, and they were, they were, um, they were false. I mean, they were counterfeits. And so the um, purchaser tried to send them back to Maui Jim uh, in the U S and Maui Jim said, these, these are not ours. I don't care what they say. They don't belong to us. They don't have the same lenses in them and so forth. So the company, the brand name is not uh, responsible for it. Um, so that's, you know, this is um, this is an issue where it falls back on you as the consumer to make sure you're buying leg- legitimate products. So let's kind of wrap it all up by talking about the relation to reshoring and nearshoring, because obviously most folks think, okay, if I shorten my supply chains, that means that there's less of an opportunity for nefarious actors to step in and create either counterfeit goods or counterfeiting process somewhere in my supply chain. But is that actually the case or is it still that open of an opportunity? Yeah, well, it's certainly tied back to reshoring, <clears throat> and that's why we we talk about it a lot. Is if you bring your products back uh, to the U.S. and you're manufacturing here, um, we have laws that help protect. So even though there are counterfeiters in the U.S., I mean, this isn't just um, related to China. It's, uh, counterfeiters are everywhere, including the U.S. But we have more protection in the U.S. regarding the laws and enforcement of those laws. So a lot of the countries around the world they have laws on the books, but they don't enforce them. Uh, so, you, you know, you've got um, potential opportunity to bring manufacturing back to the U.S. and helpful laws that will oversee what's going on. Um, these brands very often are American brands, uh, big brand names that want to protect their reputation by uh, shutting down these counterfeiters. And so behind the scenes, there's all kinds of stuff that's done to, to shut them down. Uh, just a, a quick mention also, who benefits from counterfeits? Well, certainly um, uh, cartels, terrorists. Um, there's a whole uh, illegal network behind counterfeiting where a lot of money is to be made. And that money goes to buying arms and so forth for terrorist activity. Uh, so, you know, it's it's not only up to you as a consumer to make sure you're not buying counterfeits, but also so that you're not contributing to global terrorism. I mean, just think about that. Um, you know, what what could happen if you keep giving these terrorists money for their counterfeit goods? 
So for the consumer who maybe finds themselves in an unfortunate situation this holiday season, I would say that falling victim to counterfeiting is like equivalent to a scam, but you can't necessarily report it and recoup either your money back or take it to a legitimate agency where you could get some criminal charges filed if you're that consumer. What are your avenues to either prevent it from happening to somebody else or to report it? Is it just staying vigilant or is there any way to actually truly report the scammers? Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of times you just have to, you can't do anything about it. Um, you know, a company, the brand isn't going to take it back. You, you can't find the website to return it to China or they won't take it back or they just don't respond to you. I've had that happen to me a few times. Um, so you don't, you don't have that many avenues. One of the things though is that potentially you could, um, report it to cbp.gov. So that's, um, Customs and Border Protection, cbp.gov. They have a, a online way of reporting it. And while it won't get you your money back, it does help them learn about who's counterfeiting and what those imports are so that they can avoid uh, or confiscate goods at the border um, before they come in to harm somebody else. So, you know, it's a good idea to always report that stuff. And you can also report it to the brand who uh, will follow up and investigate because the brand really loses in the end. A Roomba, for example, if someone's selling under their Roomba brand, they're not getting that revenue. Some terrorist somewhere is getting that revenue. So they want to protect their brand name as well. So they may follow up as well. Uh, but it's unlikely you're going to ever get your money back. Unfortunate for, of course, you as a consumer and damaging to a brand reputation at the end of the day. Well, Rosemary, thank you for joining us today. It's great to hear from you as always. And as we're headed into the holiday season, don't forget to remember those tips that uh, she gave us earlier to avoid those counterfeits. And of course, Rosemary, we will talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. Have a great day.